0: Welcome back to the First and Beard College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Callahan-Crowley. As always, I'm joined by my best friend and co-host, Anthony Azan. Anthony, we're back for week 12 of the college football season. We got past a uh, little bit of a lackluster week 11, but the big news today um, is the college football playoff rankings are out for the first time this season. You've seen the top four, but beyond that, you do not actually know what who is ranked where, so we're going to be able to get your initial reactions here. I guess let's just dive right into it. Um, so top four this week, Alabama number one, Notre Dame number two, Clemson number three, and Ohio State number four. Any surprises there for you? Uh, out of that top four, no. Um.
1: Clemson at 3 is a little interesting, but I guess they're 7-1, and one, so that makes perfect sense. Ohio State is number 4 right now. Obviously, I guess that is because they've only played 4 games this season, and Clemson's played 8. I would assume if they had played an extra couple of games, they'd be above Clemson and potentially above Notre Dame as well. So yeah, that top 4 makes makes perfect sense to me considering the circumstances.
0: I, I fully agree. Everything there makes sense uh, to me. Alabama had won. Obviously, they've been great. Notre Dame gets to bump over Clemson uh, with their win. And Ohio State there only have four games here so far because it's a Big Ten season. But they have looked the part. Uh, number five. Here's, here's five through. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do five and six since they're running the cusp there. So both are SEC teams. You got at number five, Texas A&M, obviously 5-1 on the year. And then number six, Florida at 6-1. What are your thoughts there? That's
1: interesting to me. Um, I I guess A&M's only loss is to Alabama, if I remember. So I guess they have the better loss. Correct. Because Florida Florida lost the game that they shouldn't have. I think it was to, like, Mizzou or something. It was an ugly loss for them. But –
0: no, Flor- Florida's loss was to A Oh
1: okay, then that makes perfect sense. Okay. So that explains that explains why A and M is above Florida. But I think Florida has been the more impressive team and I fully expect at some point this year for for Florida to uh to jump A and M, especially if they go on and win the S E C East.
0: I I agree there. Um I I think Florida is probably actually the better team there. And if they continue their work at the SEC Championship game, I think they have to be above A&M. And then if they beat Alabama, Florida's in. I think uh, you see loser of uh, Notre Dame Clemson probably get bumped. All right, number 7 and number 8. We'll do 7 through 10, actually. 7, we got the Cincinnati Bearcats. Your Cincinnati Bearcats. Number eight, we got the Northwestern Wildcats. Wow. Number nine, we got the Georgia Bulldogs, the first two-loss team. And then number 10, the Miami Hurricanes. So you seem surprised there about Northwestern. Is that, would that be correct? I'm,
1: you know, it's not a surprise that they're number eight based off of their body of work right now. It's just a surprise because it's Northwestern. And nobody expected them to be this high in the rankings, especially after the season they had last year. But no, after watching them against Wisconsin, mm-hmm. this is a good football team. And they absolutely deserve to be in the top 10 of these initial rankings. It's just it's just Northwestern. So it's just like, wow. But no, Cincinnati, I'm, I'm happy for them. They deserve yeah. to be on the cusp of a top four spot. They've been impressive all year. Another great win against UCF last week. I'm proud of Cincinnati for uh, showing out this year. They, they should definitely be the New Year's sixth uh, outside uh or the new year's six g5 team but um no they, they've been balling out so they deserve that consideration uh georgia above miami is a little interesting um i think georgia is the better team but miami has the better record so um that just goes to show what they think about miami i think
0: and it's worth knowing that it's worth noting that uh um Northwestern here only now has to win one game the remainder of the season uh, in order to make the Big Ten Championship game. Wisconsin's game this for this weekend against Maryland has been canceled, which means uh, the Badgers would not have the m- minimum number of games uh, to make uh, the Big Ten Championship game, as they've now missed three on the year. Um Cincinnati, uh, that's huge for the Bearcats to be at number seven. I mean, if the teams above them slip up, there is an avenue for the uh, Bearcats to make uh, the college football playoffs. It's still a long shot, I would say, but the avenue is definitely there. Uh, Georgia, uh, definitely the best two-loss team in the country, in my mind, now, especially now with JT Daniels starting if this past weekend was any indication of what type of quarterback he's going to be for them. Uh, And then Miami, uh, Miami's Miami. I don't think they're actually the 10th best team in the country, but you know, their, their record says they are. So that's, that's fine by me. Uh, 11 through 14 here. So uh, any surprises of teams that you expected to be top 10 that aren't so far?
1: Um, I guess I'm surprised that BYU is so low. So let's just go through quickly. Number 11 was Oklahoma. Number 12 was Indiana. Well-deserved for Indiana. They played Ohio State incredibly well. We'll get into that in the recap. But Indiana absolutely deserves to be uh, near the top 10 uh, at 4-1. and Number 13, Iowa State. Matt Campbell's got that team playing incredibly well after losing their first game to Louisiana. Imagine if they hadn't lost that game. Iowa State might be in the top 10 right now if they hadn't lost in that week one game. Uh, number 14, BYU. Uh, so BYU is 9-0 this year, but they are as low as number 14 in the country. And I actually completely agree with this because, like we said, even though BYU is a very, very good team, and I think if they played some actual competition, they'd be a lot higher. And I think they would have won a lot of games against some really good teams. But their schedule is very weak. Uh, I think it's a lot weaker than Cincinnati's is, and I think that reflects in these rankings. And I'm actually pretty glad that they are... Um, penalizing BYU a little bit for playing a lot of cupcake games this year. So I completely agree that they are a top 15 team, but I don't think that they're a team that should be on the cusp of a playoff like Cincinnati is just because of their weaker schedule.
0: And this is of course, just a couple of days after it came out that Washington actually called up BYU and offered to play them in a game since the PAC 12 is now on non-conference games and uh, B- BYU, uh, wasn't interested they wanted to stand pad to see where they were in this first ranking and uh i mean if you're BYu you're gonna need about three uh power five games here and win them all if you want to even have a shot at uh getting into the top 10 um and the other thing with BYU here is not only are they now oh i mean their their college football playoff hopes are all but over uh but they're gonna need some help just to make a a New Year Six ball at this point as well.
1: Yeah, no. Um, first of all, what are you playing right now?
0: Uh, I'm just testing out my new PlayStation Five as I we go over this. Can you? Hear I can. Vibration? I can
1: actually hear you clicking. Uh, so can you not test it out right now? It's actually kind of annoying.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> sure. But anyway, uh, yeah, I can just hear it in my headphones, and it's just, like distracting me. But um. But that's cool, PS5. I'll be over to play that at some point in, in time. COVID sucks. But um, yeah, BYU. Um, I don't know why they didn't take that game against Washington. Um, It would have made a ton of sense for them to play Washington this year. Um, They have nothing to lose because clearly they're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs if they don't get some serious wins under their belt. And I think they're good enough to beat a team like Washington. They've steamrolled Boise State, and Boise State's a pretty decent team. So... Yeah, they're absolutely going to have to start yeah. scheduling some actual games of substance and winning pretty, um, pretty easily in those games, or else they're going to be in some. They're just going to be in a decent bowl game, but it's not going to be where they would want to be as a potentially undefeated team.
0: Sure. Um, moving on, fifteen. We got Oregon, uh, the first uh, Pac-12 team, I believe, in the ranking. 16, Wisconsin. 17, Texas. 18, USC. 19, North Carolina. And 20, we got uh, Coastal Carolina. And I, I'll just finish out of the top 25 here. 21, Marshall. 22, Auburn. 23, Oklahoma State. 24, Iowa. And 25, Tulsa. I gotta say, I, I feel Oklahoma State is, con- is pretty low here. I mean, I think they're a better team than Auburn. And I think they're a better team than North Carolina. Uh, they beat Texas, didn't they? Or did they lose to Texas?
1: They lost to Texas. Their two losses are Texas and Oklahoma.
0: They lost Texas. That's right. That's right. Texas was overtime. Uh, but but still, I think I think they probably deserve to be closer to tw- in that maybe – 18 to 21 spot rather than where they are at uh 23
1: yeah uh once you get towards the back end of the top 25 it's just kind of a crapshoot um iowa sneaking in there at three and uh, with a three and two record is kind of interesting in my opinion um i don't know their wins to me i don't think they're that impressive so uh, i don't know why i iowa... would
0: no they definitely haven't they haven't faced a uh Difficult schedule. Uh, I mean, uh, their three wins are Penn State, uh, Minnesota, and Michigan State?
1: I'm not sure what that third one is. Is it Michigan State?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, none of those are uh, impressive wins by any means, uh, considering what Penn State and uh, Minnesota are this year.
1: Yeah, and then Wisconsin at sixteen with a two and one record. I understand they had COVID and that kind of hurt their case this year, and obviously they're going to be out of the, the playoff conversation. But who have they played? You know, who are their two wins? Their, their first win was Illinois. Who was their second win? Michigan. They beat Michigan. They beat Michigan uh, pretty easily. But Michigan. Michigan isn't a good team this year, so I don't think that Wisconsin should be as high as sixteen because the one good team that they faced. Northwestern, they, they only put up seven points on them and they lost. So, should Wisconsin be ranked? Sure, I have no problem with them being ranked, but I think 16's a little high.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, and they've... I... Yeah, I mean, yeah, and their loss, we'll get into it, but their loss to Northwestern this week is the most least shocking thing to me uh, i for i the, wisconsin we every year we're like people want to say that wisconsin is a contender for the big 10 championship they're a contender for the college football playoff but the truth is wisconsin there's no team in the country that chokes more in big games than wisconsin
1: yeah no um they usually beat up on michigan but and, again michigan's not that good this year but, yeah, no, in big games, they usually they, don't play well. Yeah,
0: they beat up on Michigan. Exactly. And, they, and first time they've run into a team that has any resemblance of a run defense, they're screwed. Yeah. I, and I know Graham Murch is a up-and-coming quarterback, but uh, I, I guess I, I, I can't wait for us to hype up Wisconsin again next season. Uh, for them to pull this uh type of stuff again.
1: Yeah, and back to, just back to Oklahoma State for one second before we actually because we gotta actually start getting into the recap here. But um, I I Where's I do it? think okay. that there's a little bit of recency bias in their low ranking because they did just get blown out by Oklahoma pretty badly. So I'm gonna say yeah. that that definitely played a part in them being ranked at the back end of the top 25. If that would have been a closer game. I think you'd see them more up in that 19-20 range as opposed to down in 23.
0: I agree. Uh, so, you want to get into the the recap then for this past yeah, week? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, we'll, uh, we'll start... Oh, just wait. So, I, I, at the top of the, the pod, I called it week 11 that just finished. It was actually week 12. Uh, no. Sorry, it was week 11. Uh, for some reason, my ESPN was showing week 13 as the current week. All right. Um. So I think the – nope, nope, it was week 12. jeez, All right, there we go. Now, yeah, week 12 just finished. We're into week 13 now. Uh, let's start at the top of the, the slate for the weekend. Um, Ohio State, number three in the country at the time, takes down number nine, Indiana, 42-35. to 35. This was a game that entering the second half, it looked like Ohio State was just going to cruise to a, a victory. It was, uh, I think, 28-7 at halftime. Uh, but Indiana showed that heart that they've showed all year that helped take down Penn State, helped take down Michigan. And th- they almost pulled it off against the Buckeyes. Uh, I Maybe not almost, but they made the game a lot closer than it should have been. And it's just credit to uh, what Tom Allen has done there with his program.
1: Yeah, this is, a, this is an impressive Indiana team. I walked away from this game more impressed with Indiana than I was with Ohio State, to be fair. Um, they just have heart. They have grit. They don't quit as a team. They fight to the last whistle. And you have to admire that as a fan, no matter who you root for. Um, the story of this game for Indiana, um, there was no run game to be found in this one. They relied strictly on the pass. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., 491 yards through the air, five touchdowns. Uh, Ty Freifogel, seven receptions, 218 yards, and three touchdowns. But their leading rusher had three rushes for 10 yards. And I think Ohio State just stifled the run and forced Michael Penix to make plays. And to, to his credit, he did. But if you if you don't have a run game and your leading rusher gets 10 yards that's gonna seriously hurt you but defensively for indiana they made justin Fields look human um he had some ugly turnovers he had uh 300 yards through the air two touchdowns but three interceptions and i gotta say two of those were really really bad picks one of them was like an overthrow and two were just ugly
0: worst This was the worst performance we've seen out of Justin uh, Fields in his uh, collegiate career. Oh, for
1: sure. Indiana's defense, they got pressure on him, and Justin Fields was just trying to make plays in situations where he probably should have just taken a sack. And it it caused some turnovers. And it definitely made this game a lot closer than it needed to be. I don't think we'll see Justin Fields make those kind of careless turnovers again, especially as the season moves on. But, yeah, no, this is definitely the – the, the most competition Ohio State has faced this year. And uh, a lot of credit to Indiana. They are, this is the best team that Indiana's probably ever had, in my opinion.
0: Oh, without a doubt. And uh, I mean, yeah, let's go back to Michael Panic for a second. Uh, the, he balled, like balled out is just not even the right term for it. He, he played out of his mind. Uh, to put up four hundred ninety yard, ninety one yards against any defense is impressive. To do it against the number three team in the country, I mean, have yourself not even a day, have yourself a whole whole week because you you're never gonna probably play a better game than he did that. And I mean, if I if uh, Indiana would have won this game, all we would have been talking about this week is Michael Penix, and honestly. And next season, Michael Penix is without a doubt the best quarterback in the Big Ten.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, 100 percent.
0: I mean, he, he could have an he could have an argument right now to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Maybe not talent wise, but he's certainly playing like it.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, Indiana's got a good thing going with him, and uh, this isn't. This might be like the the only year that Indiana truly like peaks into this like top ten type of team. But Michael Penix is going to have this team competitive for as long as he's there. And if they can get somebody in that's half of what he yep. has behind him, um, and if they can keep Tom Allen in Bloomington, which is going to be a pretty tough task because he's going to have a lot of – I think he's going to have a lot of big teams coming after him. At
0: this point, yeah.
1: So it could be tough to do that for Indiana. But if they can somehow make that happen, if he like loves Indiana and wants to stick around, this Indiana team could be around for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll i be honest, coming into the season, I wasn't the biggest of believers in Tom Allen. I thought he was a really good coach, no doubt, but I, I thought he kind of had a ceiling of probably where Indiana was about last year, but uh, he's made me a believer in uh, what he brings to the table as a head coach, and uh, I I'm kind of excited to see what he does with that program going forward. I think this may be the pinnacle for Indiana in terms of what they can be but he's been but I mean you're they're, they're gonna be the second they're the second best team in the Big Ten right now oh without a doubt and that's just and that's an incredible statement to say about Indiana considering the programs that are in the Big Ten so I mean and, and that's not a, that's not a any type of hit on the program or anything against the program it's 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 just the truth and uh Indiana fans definitely should be proud. Uh, But let's move on. Um, Another boring game, number seven, Cincinnati, uh, takes down UCF 36-33. UCF had the lead-up points in this game, but uh, Cincinnati found a way to win. uh, And that's why they're the top-ranked group of five team and uh, have a uh, considerable shot here to make the college football playoffs
1: yeah no this is this is a good team. This was a big test for Cincinnati. Um, I thought UCF is, is a really good team and this game this game lived up to the hype. I thought this could be a really close game going into it and that's exactly what it ended up being. Uh, Desmond Ritter is in, I think he's a great quarterback 21 of 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he showed up to play today. Uh, Dylan Gabriel had a solid game in his own right 26 of 49, 243 yards, three touchdowns through the air. And he also added 30 yards on the ground as well. So this was a battle of the quarterbacks. Um, neither running game was too uh, too staunch out there, but uh, the, the quarterbacks definitely delivered. And Cincinnati was able to pull out a close win on the road to stay undefeated and keep their college football playoff hopes alive.
0: Yeah, we said this was going to be a great quarterback matchup. I think it lived up to all the expectations. Uh, Desmond Ritter... Um, hasn't had the greatest of seasons. Uh, I've expected a little bit more out of him. But at the same time, uh, when he needed to step up, he uh, certainly did here. Um, The upset of the weekend, number 19, Northwestern, takes down Wisconsin, 17-7. And Pat Fitzgerald's Wildcats just need one win in their last three games to get to the Big Ten Championship game uh, and take on Ohio State. Uh, what are your thoughts on Northwestern here? I thought uh, talk, I mean, Indiana has gotten a lot of all the attention here this year because who they beat. Uh, but this Northwestern team uh may have an argument of being just as good, and uh, it's almost a shame that uh Northwestern's gonna ha- be the ones to take on Ohio State, because I would have loved to see a Northwestern Indiana matchup uh in that week. That would have
1: been peak twenty twenty, right? Having two teams that nobody would have expected in the Big Ten championship game to be uh, competing for a spot in the playoff, potentially. That would have been something. But, um...
0: I mean, it still could happen.
1: It could still happen. happen. If Northwestern somehow pulls an upset against Ohio State, they're probably going to be in the playoff if they go undefeated, which is absolutely wild. But, uh, no, this Northwestern team is for real, man. We thought Indiana came out of nowhere. How about Northwestern? This was arguably the second best team... Or Sorry, the second worst team In the Big Ten last year. They were really, really bad. And to do a complete 180 like this is so impressive and just shows just how good of a coach Pat Fitzgerald is, man. He is so underrated in the coaching world. He is such a great coach, such a leader of a program. He's
0: the top 15 coach in the country. He
1: is, and he does not get enough credit for that. He is such a quality coach. And, uh, yeah, Peyton Ramsey has completely turned this team around. Uh, Peyton Ramsey didn't have the greatest game in the world against Wisconsin. This was your classic Big Ten low-scoring defensive matchup. But he had a decent game. Two touchdowns yep. through the air on 200 yards passing. Uh, run game in both sides. Jalen Berger ran for 93 yards. But other than him, uh, there was really no run game to be found in this one. Uh, the story for Wisconsin was Graham Mertz had a bad game. Uh, he had three interceptions, uh, only one touchdown on uh, 41 passing attempts. So uh, yeah, obviously uh, Graham Mertz is going to be a really good quarterback moving forward, but um, you know he had a he had a, a first year quarterback uh, kind of game, definitely made some mistakes, and that kind of cost them in this yeah. one.
0: And that's the, this is the first real defense he's faced this year too. I mean, Michigan's defense this year has been horrendous, and Illinois isn't exactly you know uh, good. Uh, so I mean, he was he wasn't going to dominate every game uh because unless you're Alabama or Clemson you usually don't have that uh that um that luxury when it comes to quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, no, and listen, I, I do think that Graham Mertz is going to be a, a good Big 10 quarterback. I really do. And he'll have Wisconsin competing for a yeah. while. He is. But yeah, no, clearly um he's not ready to take them to that point yet. Obviously, we're not going to see how, how Wisconsin finish. We'll see how they finish out the rest of the season, but they're not going to have the the number of games required to compete for a a big 10 championship position, which means that Northwestern, as long as they don't screw up, is probably going to cakewalk their way into the big 10 championship game. But no, this was a great win for Northwestern, a gritty grinded out defensive type of game. And uh, yeah, Northwestern deserves the opportunity as long as they went out to, to compete against Ohio state.
0: Um, Uh, let's move on. Uh, The last major game to talk about, number 18 Oklahoma absolutely uh, annihilates Oklahoma State. Honestly, one of their biggest rivals uh, Um, 41-13. I mean, we we talked about this. uh, If Oklahoma State was going to win, their defense had to show up, had to play really well. And they they kind of honestly just kind of laid a huge egg here but again you're you're going up against a team like oklahoma a very explosive offense hasn't had the greatest two years but they've really hit their stride over the last few weeks and it showed up in this game and uh oklahoma got 21 nothing lead and oklahoma state never really stood a chance after that
1: yeah what a turnaround for this oklahoma team uh they started off this year looking really rough especially on defense spencer rattler had some eh kind of performances. And we thought that this Oklahoma team was dead in the water. And they've completely turned their entire season around. Um, and for Oklahoma State, what a huge letdown. I mean, Spencer Sanders has not lived up to the billing this year. Uh, finished the game with uh, 97 yards passing, no touchdowns and an interception. Chubba Hubbard only had 44 yards on the ground. Uh, just, a, just a really ugly performance for Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma's defense has really, really changed the game for this Oklahoma team. And Spencer Rattler had an awesome game. 17 of 24, 301 yards and four touchdowns. He's really starting to hit his stride as we get into this season. And he's showing why he was the number one quarterback in the class of 2018, I believe he was. 2019? 2018? Which, which year was he?
0: Yeah. Uh, 20, 2019 uh, yeah. I mean, Oklahoma probably got it started a little too late. Really couldn't afford that second loss. But when it comes to next season, they'll be right back at the top of the conversation. Preseason top ten, maybe even top five team. Uh, and and they'll be dangerous to say the least. Uh, and a, a team to watch for the playoffs next year. Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma stage just kind of laid a complete egg. Uh a disappointing effort uh, out of them, in my opinion, to say the least. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's kind of what the program has been. They they are very good against your middle of the pack to above average teams. But when they face an elite team, they end up having their struggles uh, more so than not. Uh, but still a very good season for uh, the Cowboys there. Uh, any other games that, that you want to talk about this past week? Let me look.
1: Um, I mean Alabama just rolled through Kentucky, sixty-three to three. Um, Iowa State dismantled Kansas State, forty-five to nothing. This Iowa State team is definitely for real.
0: Um, yeah, that was an impressive win. We, because we were talking about that game possibly being close, and it was nothing but. A ball. Yeah,
1: no. This I talk about teams that like Oklahoma, Iowa State's really hitting its stride as we get into the the mid to end part of this season and yeah no they're for real they're leading the big 12 right now because they beat oklahoma head to head and as long as they win out iowa state's going to be your big 12 champion which is wild but
0: yeah but
1: um i guess the only other game
0: which they should win out i think they should win out
1: yeah oh they have texas they week. could if they beat That's texas right. i think they got a good shot at winning out
0: if they if they beat texas they should win out.
1: absolutely Yep. and um just the last game quickly uh coastal carolina beat app state 34 to 23 we hyped this up as a matchup between the two quarterbacks zach thomas and grayson mccall neither quarterback actually had like a, a good game to be honest with you uh, zach thomas had a bad game uh three interceptions only 211 yards through the air and uh grayson mccall he had two touchdowns but only 200 yards on 12 to 21 passing so This didn't exactly live up to the billing of a great quarterback battle, but Coastal Carolina shows that they are a for-real team. Um, Appalachian State is still a good team, and they beat them. So, yeah, this Coastal Carolina team is definitely for-real, and Grayson McCall is is definitely a quality quarterback.
0: Oh, he definitely is. Uh, I think he's definitely one of those uh, G5 quarterbacks we can see moving up into a Power 5 conference team or even a higher group of five team uh, this off season uh, with the free one, free transfer rule uh, coming into effect. Um, But yeah, I think you summarized the rest of the games up there pretty well. we move into week 13 here. We do have a couple cancellations already here. Um, So let's uh, just go those out of the way. Uh, The two notable ones so far, Wisconsin, Minnesota and Tulsa versus Houston. Uh, But beyond that, the game that really sticks out to me this weekend, Anthony, number two, Notre Dame versus number 19, North Carolina. Um, Well, that and uh, Iowa State versus Texas. But I want to talk Notre Dame, North Carolina first. Uh, On paper, this has a chance to be a really fun game, really strong game. Good matchup here. Uh, The over-under 67, I, I can see really this being a 40, 30, 40, uh both teams in the forties top game because on paper, um uh, North Carolina has all the talent here to keep up with Notre Dame uh scoring wise. Uh and they had the talent to beat Notre Dame, I think straight up. But we this Heels team has just been so uh inconsistent this year that I'm not sure what team's gonna show up Sunday or Saturday and uh get uh face Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, a lot of this game is going to rest on uh, Sam Howell. How does he play? Um, can he carry this North Carolina yeah. team against uh, Ian Book and Notre Dame? Obviously, Notre Dame's riding a ton of momentum after beating Clemson. Um, this is going to be a fun one to watch. I think, like you said, this is going to be a really high-scoring game. I think this is going to be a defense-optional type of game. Um, I, along with Sam Howell, too, uh, Notre Dame has to be able to stop the run. Um, obviously North Carolina has that two-headed rushing attack yeah. going right now and it's been working pretty well for them but overall I think Notre Dame is the more talented team uh, the line in this one uh, Notre Dame is currently a 5 point favorite uh, I'll take Notre Dame uh, to cover I think they'll win by uh, maybe a touchdown maybe 10 points so I, I'd say Notre Dame wins and covers in this one
0: yeah I think Notre Dame's going to when it cover this, it's only, uh, uh, it's only, you know, five point, uh, spread here, uh, for ESPN. And, uh, yeah, North Carolina has what it takes to stay with them town wise and all that. But I, I just don't know if, uh, they have, uh, the consistency, the consistency level to do so. Uh, and that's why I'm going to end up taking, uh, the uh, the uh, the fine Irish here to win the game, um, yeah, and to cover that spread. Um, what is, so? What, uh, let's go to third, Iowa State versus Texas. Uh, Texas a one and a half point favorite I believe yes. yeah
1: they're a one and a half point favorite yes are you good Dylan
0: um yeah yeah my my, my computer screen was freezing in a weird way it hasn't before but it seems good now uh yeah so let's Iowa State Texas Texas one and a half point favorite What what's your feelings on this game
1: um, this is gonna be an interesting game. I think, I think Iowa State is a team that is peaking at the right time. Um, I think that uh, Texas has also played well recently. I think they've rebounded nicely. Um, obviously they've got a lot of uh, a lot of questions around their program right now, especially with uh, the future of Tom Herman. Um, I think that if he can win games like this, I think he could help salvage his job. Uh, which, you know, obviously recruits which recruits are going to want to see if, if he is the head coach next year. I think that's really hurting them right now. But I actually think Iowa State is going to win this game straight up. Obviously, Texas is the one and a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, I'm going to take uh, the Cyclones in this one uh, to uh, keep their momentum going and to uh, win a close one on the road.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to go Iowa State, too. Um, Texas is great as an underdog under Tom Herman, but when it comes to being a favorite, is where they actually struggle, uh, at least historically under him. And uh, I think Iowa State's the better team here. They have the better defense, and I think their offense is a little bit more consistent. It's not, it's not as talented, but more consistent. And uh, like uh, Notre Dame, I I just don't know if Texas, sorry, like North Carolina. I just don't know if Texas can uh, be consistent enough in the game uh, to pick up the victory here. So give me Iowa State to win this. Give me them, obviously, to cover the spread there as well. Beyond that game, the only other really interesting game this weekend, I would say Anthony would be, uh, at least in top 25, is number one Alabama versus number 22 Auburn, Alabama 245 favored do you see any way auburn can win this game win this game no cover the spread sure
1: that's uh, a that, that's a pretty big line for alabama sure. obviously alabama is an infinitely more talented team than auburn this year but i will say it's the iron bowl and when it comes to rivalry games like this we've seen it with michigan state michigan throw the lines out the window you know emotions, passion, yep. desire, those things are all going to take over in these types of games, especially in state battles like this one with a lot of history to it. So I think Alabama's going to win. I think they're just
0: Yeah, I mean they're just way more must...
1: talented than Auburn, but I do think Auburn's going to cover in this one and it's going to be a little closer than people expect. I do not think it's going to be just a pure blowout by Bama.
0: I don't think it's going to be a pure blowout by Bama, but I am expecting a score somewhere around I See, I can see Alabama covering because I want to say my anticipation, my expectation for the game is like Alabama 52, Auburn 24, because I think Alabama has the offense to score on uh, Auburn from most of the game Uh, I think the Auburn defense is good but they're not good enough to keep Alabama in check consistently Uh, but the Auburn offense I don't think is good enough to score uh, consistently against this Alabama defense Uh, Bo Nix is uh, really good at home but when he goes on the road he tends to struggle pretty bad and I just I, I can't see him going into Brian Denny Stadium and put in a big enough performance to keep the Tigers uh, in this game for longer than maybe a half. Uh, so with that, I'm gonna say Alabama wins. I'll say Auburn covers for now, but I will pr- as a betting man, I'll probably have a parlay that has Alabama covering this game. Uh, so I guess you could say I feel confident of Alabama covering, somewhat, but I'm not extremely confident. Uh, but officially, let's just go with Auburn to cover Alabama to win. Um, I, I, I think the the game's gonna come down to the play level of Bo Nix. Ultimately, can he keep this game close enough? uh, that Auburn can at least make some noise. We'll see. Uh, but any last thoughts on that? No,
1: uh, I think you'd say that really well. Uh, why don't we go through the rest of the top 25 and we'll just kind of give our, uh, sure. quick thoughts on the betting line and where we think, uh, both teams sit in terms of covering or covering the spread or not. Definitely. All right. So, um, I'll Definitely. start here. Um, uh, One o'clock on Fox, you can see uh, Nebraska take on number 24, Iowa. Iowa, 13.5 point favorite in this one. Uh, Give me the Hawkeyes to cover. Uh, Nebraska looked really bad last week, losing to Illinois. That was an ugly loss for the Cornhuskers. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa in this one at home to cover the spread pretty easily here.
0: Yeah, give me... uh... Give me Iowa to cover this spread pretty easily. Um, I don't this Nebraska team they beat all, they beat Penn State, so you're thinking okay maybe they can get something going, and they come out and lay an egg against Illinois of all teams, and uh, yeah, so I have uh, no expectation of the Cornhuskers to be do anything uh, substantial in this game. Give me Iowa and give me. The- I should add that's
1: on Friday at one o'clock on Fox, so it's a Friday afternoon game. Interestingly enough. But um, Friday night. It's yeah, it is a uh, Texas Iowa State is a Friday at noon. So we got some Friday afternoon uh, games, and uh, Notre Dame North Carolina too is Friday afternoon. Notre Dame North Carolina is Friday at three yes. thirty. So yeah, some really fun games on Friday. More more fun on Friday than on Saturday. I'm surprised they set it up like that.
0: Yeah. It it's a nice slate of football. Really, if. It, it... If you got other things to do on Saturday, uh, or you have things you need to do, maybe you want to do some Christmas shopping, maybe you got to do yard work or something this weekend, Saturday is the day to do it because the slate for Saturday isn't all that great. And uh, Friday, really, you can pack in all your fun. If you're a guy and your wife or girlfriend's out uh, Black Friday shopping or doing whatever, Friday is the day to sit on the couch and watch football all day because there's a nice slate of games. Yeah, it's
1: a shame I got to work. But um. anyway, Friday, 7.30, ESPN. Uh, number 15, Oregon takes on Oregon State, the Civil War. Uh, Oregon is the 14-point favorite in this one. I'll take Oregon to cover. I don't know a whole lot about Oregon State this year, but Oregon's a, a quality team. Uh, give, give me Oregon to win on the road.
0: It's line it's 14. Yeah. Give me Oregon to cover here. Oregon State's shown some promise this year, but I just don't know if they have enough here to stay with uh, Oregon for four quarters. Uh, Joe Moorhead's made this Oregon offense look real good uh, the last few weeks. And, uh, I mean, it's not that they haven't looked in the past. They have, but it looks like a Joe Moorhead offense. And, uh it's working to perfection, so give me Oregon here to uh, win and cover this. I think they can win this by 21, 28 points.
1: All right, moving on to the Saturday slate now. Um, this one should be pretty easy. Saturday at noon, Fox Sports 1. Number 4, Ohio State takes on Illinois. O- Ohio State is a 28.5 point favorite in this one. I'm going to take Ohio State to cover on that one. Uh, that's a pretty big line and i normally don't like betting uh for a team with a, a spread that big to cover but this is not a, a good illinois team and i expect ohio state to steamroll this team and probably be up by 28 by half
0: yeah i expect uh ohio state to win this game and cover pretty easily they're the more talented team. Uh, Illinois has, is coming off a nice win, but I just don't think they have anywhere near what it takes to stay with Ohio State for uh, more than a quarter. So yeah, Ohio State win. Ohio State yeah, win.
1: another game that I look at kind of in the same breath here. Saturday at noon, ESPN. Kentucky takes on number six Florida. Florida is a twenty-three and a half point favorite in this one. Again, a pretty big line, but Kentucky coming off a sixty-three to three beat down by alabama an absolutely demoralizing loss for the wildcats uh it doesn't get any easier facing florida this week uh, i think this florida offense is gonna have a field day on kentucky and i think florida is gonna win and cover even though florida might give up some points to kentucky because their defense isn't super strong um
0: uh, yeah i i fully agree with you there uh i you kind of summed up exactly how I was thinking about it so we really could uh move on there cuz I completely All right.
1: agree um Saturday at noon ESPN 2 uh Maryland takes on number 12 Indiana Indiana's a 12 point favorite in this one uh Maryland has has looked decent this year uh beating Minnesota and Penn State but I'm going to take Indiana uh to win and cover in this one um Indiana a team with a lot of momentum right now even though they're coming off of a of a kind of a heartbreaking loss to Ohio State this is a team that has a lot of reasons to have a lot of confidence in themselves at home. This Maryland team has shown improvement from last year, but I still don't think they're good enough to be competing with actual good teams in the big 10, which Indiana is. I'm going to take Indiana to win and cover.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Indiana winning cover here. Uh, Like you said, Minnesota is doing some nice things this year, uh, but both Penn state and Minnesota are definitely having uh, what we would call down years. Indiana, on the other hand, is having, uh, their greatest season, uh, ever. Uh, I think it's fair to say. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, am taking Indiana win this by. Uh, prob, I, I'd be comfortable taking Indiana by. Anywhere. Up to fourteen points.
1: Yeah, I think I think I could agree with that. Um, moving on here. Uh, still at noon. Uh, On Fox, Uh, Texas Tech takes on Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State's an 11-point favorite in this one. This one could be interesting, uh, not because I think Texas Tech could win, but just because Oklahoma State is coming off of a bad loss to their biggest rival. How will their spirits be? Will they be up for playing in this game, or will they kind of feel like their season's a little bit over with at this point and maybe come out a little flat? Obviously, Spencer Sanders has not looked great. Um, I'm going to say that Oklahoma wins and covers, I could see them winning by 14 points, but I would not be surprised if Texas tech covers in this one at all, especially since that offense for Oklahoma state has looked a little flat recently.
0: Yeah. I mean, this Oklahoma state team has been good for most of the year, but one consistent thing has been that their offense has been uh, lackluster and disappointing. Uh, And now you added the fact, how do they bounce back from a very, uh, I don't want to say tough loss because they were never in the game, but I mean, it's a disappointing loss. You got embarrassed in a rivalry game against your biggest rival uh, in in a season that you were hoping to win the Big 12 championship game. So how do you bounce back from that type of loss? Uh, I could see them coming out very flat in this game, losing to a Texas Tech team that they're probably 14 to 17 points better than, but because of the circumstances, they lay an egg and they drop a second straight game, and uh, this is how seasons get away from you. We've seen it uh, with teams like Penn State in the past. They lose to an Ohio State in a tough fashion. They come out the next week, lose to uh, Michigan State. They did it back-to-back years. I can see a very similar circumstance happening here with uh, the Cowboys. That being said, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, but I think Texas Tech is going to cover, uh, and keep this one close.
1: Yeah, I, I, can, I can completely see that side of it. This is, this is definitely going to be, uh, kind of a not of a, not a make or break game for Oklahoma State, but it's definitely going to show us what they're made of. Um, moving on here. Exactly, uh, yes. Moving on, uh, really quick. I don't think we'll about to take long on this one. Number twenty, Coastal Carolina takes on Texas State on ESPN Plus Saturday at three PM. Coastal Carolina, seventeen point favorite. Texas State is two and nine on the year. They're clearly not a good team. Uh, give me Coastal Carolina to win and cover. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, a huge fan of Grayson McCall. Huge, uh, huge fan of the Shunts in general. Uh, I think they come out in this game and uh, they they take care of Texas State pretty easily. Coming off, of, they are coming off in of a big emotional victory over App State. Very close game. Very good game. Uh, so can they keep their emotions in check for this game that is a fair question but i think they do so and i think they get the victory here and they cover
1: all right here is an interesting game that might give you a little pause might not uh saturday 3 30 espn uh pittsburgh taking on clemson uh clemson's a 24 point favorite in this one and i don't think that it's a question of will clemson win this game uh but can pittsburgh give them a little bit of a run for their money We've seen Pittsburgh do it in the past to this Clemson team. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is going to keep this game a lot closer than people think. And I actually think Pittsburgh is going to cover in this one even if they don't beat Clemson.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Pittsburgh is going to cover in this game. This is the type of games that this Pittsburgh program under Pat Narduzzi lives for. They love going to these games against big programs like your Clemsons, like your Penn State's. Uh, Notre Dame's, Miami's, so on and so forth, and th- they may not always win, but they will give those opponents huge struggles, struggles every week, every game, every time, uh, and th- they sometimes pull out the upsets. I don't think they pull off the upset this week, but I think they give Clem Pittsburgh a game uh, for a while here. Kenny Pickett's having a, uh, a decent season when he's playing. And uh, this Clemson team's kind of laid some eggs defensively here and there. Uh, if they lay another egg here, Pittsburgh definitely can stay in this. Uh, and I think Pittsburgh's defense is good enough to keep Clemson in check here and there. Obviously, I don't think that it's good enough to keep Clemson in check enough to win the game outright. But give me Cle- uh, Pittsburgh to cover this spread and Clemson to win out. Yeah, I
1: completely agree with you there. You said that really, really well. Uh, moving on. Uh Number eight, Northwestern, takes on Michigan State on Saturday at 3.30 on ESPN 2. Northwestern is a 13 and a half point favorite in this one, and I'm gonna take them to win and cover easily. This is a team with a ton of momentum right now, coming off of their biggest win of the season. Probably the biggest one they'll have all year, unless they beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship against Wisconsin. This is a Michigan State team that's uh, kind of stumbling right now after beating Michigan on the road. Uh give me or were they at home actually for that one regardless give me Northwestern to win and cover easily
0: in this one Northwestern is on the road for this and yeah uh, uh this spreads really low I don't know if this Michigan State team's gonna score Northwestern give me Northwestern give me the give me the points uh Northwestern I think'll win this like 30 to nothing so yeah Northwestern agreed
1: get the points. Um, Saturday, 3.30, ABC. Colorado takes on USC. USC is a 12.5 point favorite in this one. USC has been skating this year. Uh, This is a team that has survived in basically every game they've played in. I don't remember what the score was of their game last week. Do you remember what the score was of their game?
0: Um, Yeah. USC? I believe it was...
1: Thirty-one. Yeah, look, I have it right here. They won thirty-three seventeen against Utah. Obviously a Utah team that was a little depleted because they yep. had a lot of COVID cases run through their program. Um, but the two weeks before that against Arizona State and Arizona, USC won by the skin of their teeth. Don't get me wrong, this is a good USC team. But I would not be surprised if Colorado covered in this one. This is not a bad Colorado team either. They're 2-0 right no. now. And I think that Colorado is going to give USC a game. I think USC is going to win, but I think it's going to be of similar fashion to their games against Arizona state in Arizona, where it was a lot closer than people thought. And USC even had to pull a comeback to, to get the win.
0: Yep. No, this USC team. I mean, even against Utah, that game was closer than the score. I think indicates to a portion or two degree, I should say. And uh, that's why I think Colorado could definitely uh, keep this game close. And uh, I don't know if they have enough to pull off an upset here. Uh, but I think they're definitely good enough to keep this game close. And give USC another scare. Uh, This USC team is bound. If they keep playing like they have, is bound to lose a game at some point here. And uh, I think this Buffalo team is good. I mean, Colorado team is good enough uh, to be that team. Uh, at least based off how they've played this year. Uh, but uh, I tend to give talent a bit of an edge, and with that, I think USC wins, but I think the Buffs are going to cover the spread.
1: All right. Um, Saturday, 4 p.m., ESPNU, number seven, Cincinnati. My Bearcats take on Temple. Uh, Cincinnati, ready for this one. 36-point favorite in this game. Um, Temple is one in six. Uh, they are not a good football team this year, but 36 points is a big spread. And as much as I think Cincinnati is very much capable of beating Temple by 36 points, I think that, you know, they're going to get up by four or five scores, and they're probably going to take their foot off the gas a little bit, probably put in the backups. So I'm going to say Temple covers, but Cincinnati still wins by a lot.
0: No, yeah, I agree there. Uh, I think Temple's going to cover. Temple has kind of hit rock bottom as a program right now. They are really struggling. Uh, I mean, the most they have in almost uh, six, seven years. Uh, so I do think Cincinnati wins this game. I think Temple will do just enough to cover because 36 points is a lot. Uh, that being said, this game, cincinnati team sees how close they are to a playoff i can see them kind of staying keeping their stars in this game even if the game's out of reach for temple and trying to run it up a bit get some style points here as they try to make the playoffs. interesting
1: i looked at it from like the opposite perspective i thought like cincinnati they're gonna get up by a bunch and take their guys out because they don't want to risk injury but i could also see your perspective of wanting to run it up as much as possible to look impressive so we'll see. We'll see how they do it because they're going to be up by a lot going into the third or fourth quarter in this game.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to be a blowout. It's just about for to sure. what degree.
1: So, uh, into the night games now. Saturday, seven p.m. ESPN. Uh, LSU takes on Texas A&M. Number five, Texas A&M. A&M is a fourteen-point favorite in this one, and I'm going to say A&M covers. Um, knowing that they're on the cusp of the top four, I think this AM team is gonna have a lot of motivation in this one. And this is an LSU team that still has a really bad defense and I just don't trust them. Um if Kellen Mon has a good game, I think A and M could cover in this one and could win by about three scores.
0: Yeah, I don't trust this L S U defense at all. Uh Texas A and M, uh I mean I don't think Texas. I don't know if Texas A and M is truly the fifth best team in the country. They're not. I'm gonna be honest, but I think they're way better than this LSU team right now. Kelmont has improved from where he has been the last few years. He's improved just this year alone, and with that, I think they're gonna win this game. And I think they're gonna cover uh, this LSU team. Almost lost to Arkansas, which I mean, Arkansas is a very good team this year, uh, but that. I mean. Has there been a game that LSU has won comfortably this year? Let me look. Vanderbilt and South Carolina. So two
1: two bad teams.
0: Okay. Yeah, it, it took pretty much the two worst teams in the SEC this year uh, for them to get comfortable victories. We're talking about a definitely a top 10 team, without a doubt. a Technically a top 5 team here uh in texas AM. uh so yeah give me the uh aggies here and the points
1: all right moving forward number nine georgia takes on south carolina on the road seven thirty p.m on the sec network georgia is a 21 and a half point favorite in this one um this looks like a revitalized georgia team with jt daniels at quarterback he looked incredibly impressive last week um, I think he's definitely, as we probably all predicted at the beginning of the year, he's, he's their quarterback of the future. Um, he's going to be their guy moving forward because they he took it to Mississippi State. Um, that being said, I would not be surprised if South Carolina somehow kept this game, not close, but within 21.5 points. So for now, I'm going to say Georgia covers, but I, I, I would not be surprised if by the end of the week I'm changing my pick to South Carolina covers barely.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think twenty-one and a half points is just that's tough. That is this this is a tough one to call because I think Georgia with J.T. Daniels is a very good team, very good offense. Uh, But at the same time, I don't know if the South Carolina team has anything left in them to really make a run in this game. Um, Give me Georgia the cover in this game i just i don't know if the south carolina team is mentally ready for a a game like this
1: all right and the final game it is the uh espn game of the week of 7 30 on abc uh number 11 oklahoma takes on west virginia on the road oklahoma's an 11 point favorite in this one this is a sneaky good west virginia team um, they've played really quality football this year. Uh, Neil Brown is definitely turning this program around, making them a lot more competitive. Um, you know, Game of the week, primetime slot. I don't know if college game days go into West Virginia or not, but if they are, that could add a little extra juice to this game for West Virginia. I'm going to say that Oklahoma wins, but West Virginia covers. I think they're going to play Oklahoma a lot better than people think.
0: So, game day is going to the Iron Bowl. That makes boy. sense. Um, and, yeah, I, I'll say that um, West Virginia is has been a very good team this year, I think. Uh, very good defense and is a team that can hold a team like Oklahoma in check. That being said, I don't know if they're all... I, and Oklahoma's defense isn't by any stretch a good defense. But I just don't know if the West Virginia offense has enough to consistently score on Oklahoma at the rate they're probably going to. I mean, this Oklahoma offense has been playing really damn well the last few weeks. And we saw it again against Oklahoma State, a better, uh, who's one of the better top two defenses in the Big 12 up there with west virginia um so give me oklahoma to win this give me oklahoma to cover uh but i think it could be a narrow cover i could see it being like forty one thirty.
1: you know that's fair that is very fair but um
0: all right so i guess a push really or forty two Alright,
1: so are there any other games that you want to go over this week just in the general pool of games outside the top
0: 25? Uh, Let me give a quick walk through. Obviously... My phone is actually at uh, 8% here. So,
1: Obviously we could talk about Penn State, Michigan. Um, There aren't really any... Uh, interesting games outside of the top twenty-five this week. Um,
0: no, yeah. So I guess what's your thoughts on Penn State, Michigan? Uh, which one of the free fall and Big Ten programs do you think? Oh, you Michigan's
1: going to cover easily. Uh, this is a Penn State team in absolute free fall right now. Uh, they look pathetic at every turn. Uh, give me, yeah, they,
0: they give, yeah, like give me
1: win. Michigan to. It's only a two-point uh, spread for Mich- in favor of Michigan. I think that's criminally low,
0: especially if Cade McNamara starts. For
1: yeah, Michigan points. could be a ten-point favorite, and I'd still take them to cover. Um, this is a bad Penn State team. Uh, give me, give me Michigan. Bad.
0: Yeah, defense. bad
1: everything. Give me,
0: give as as bad as Penn State's offense has been this year. Uh, their defense has been, uh, I think, even worse. Because uh, at least the offense has shown uh, parts of the game where you're like, oh, they're just getting. Uh, the bad quarterback plays the reason they're struggling so much, or uh, like they've had a lot of red zone struggles too, but their defense has just been absolutely horrendous. Some of the worst uh, Penn State fans I've seen in a long time, and uh, yeah, it's a question if Brent Pry is going to be there after this year. Uh, but other than that, I don't think there's any other games that really stand out to me for this week. So I think we could wrap it up there if that's good with
1: you. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just say this. I said take Nebraska. I said take Iowa, so now I'm saying take Michigan. If you bet and you listen to this, take Michigan and don't even think about it.
0: Yep. I agree. Uh, and uh, on Black Shoe Diaries this week, I'm I uh, taking Michigan uh, as well in our official prediction game, and I think I said it's going to be 34-21 Michigan?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: But knowing uh, Michigan's defense this year. I think it could be more of 34-24, 34-27. Uh, but I think Michigan's going to cover. But with that, thank you for listening to another episode of the First and Beer College Football Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We had fun in doing it. Um, so uh, any last thoughts, anybody? No.
1: No. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Um, I hope that you enjoy your time uh, with whatever family you're able to get together with. Obviously, don't congregate in large groups. Stay safe. But um, yeah, I uh, hope you all stuff your faces with turkey and uh, enjoy the football.
0: Oh, one last thing, Anthony. Five coaches you could spend a Thanksgiving dinner with in a normal year. Go. I don't need any explanation. Just who? Uh, are number
1: one, Ed Orgeron. Number two. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Sure. Number two. Uh, excuse me. Number three, Dabo Sweeney. Um, I, have, I, i You said not explain, but I gotta explain Dabo because every good Thanksgiving meal needs some sort of prayer before it, and Dabo is the king of prayers. I feel like so he would give a great Thanksgiving Day prayer before dinner. Number four, Mike Leach, just because of the banter with Lane Kiffin, sure. and number five. I don't know where to go with number five. I'm just going to say, give me, give me Kirby smart.
0: All right. Uh, So my five are going to be number one at Orgeron. Number two, Jim Harbaugh. Number three. Um, Uh, Dabo Sweeney, number four Nick Saban, and number five Dan Mullen. I went for a combination of I want funny, I want controversial, and I want some good football talk, and I think those five would give you, would have quite the conversations. Uh, But with that, Anthony, we'll officially wrap this episode up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the football. Enjoy what family you can have over. If you can FaceTime your other family, do so uh and uh, be thankful that this year's almost over uh and yeah that's uh, pretty much it so we'll talk to y'all again uh next week have a good one